Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Dustin Matthews of Speaking Empire. Full disclosure, I have attended Dustin Speaking Empire events. I am an avid student of Speaking Empire. I am a client of Speaking Empire. Um, my stage and webinar presentation is inspired by Speaking Empire. I have been in a speaking, I have participated in a mastermind group. So I am completely 100% totally biased. Dustin, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me on the call. Are you an attorney now? You have to do disclaimers? No, no, not, <laughs> I just play one on TV, right? That's right. Well, I'm all excited right, so to be here. We've got you on today, among all the many other things um, that you have done, an amazing accomplishment is you have a new book coming out. That's right. The No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations. Yes, a book written by, not, by none other than yourself and Dan Kennedy. That's right. That's right. You know, you know, Dan's been such a big force in you know, both of our lives. And so it's been a real treat to write the book with him and share my expertise on presentations. And uh, man, it's good. I got to say, it's awesome. That, congratulations. <laughs> it's an awesome book. I highly recommend it. I think I dog-eared like every other page, have highlights, have notes. Um, one of the most profitable books I've invested in. So I greatly appreciate your effort to write it. What inspired you to write the book? I mean, you're so successful already. You have multiple events a year. You've got a waiting list of clients. Why write a book and expose yourself to more people? <laughs> Why? Well, you know the game, right? So it's marketing, right? It's a calling card. And so uh, this was an opportunity that, um, you know, to, to write a book on presentations, but really to embed marketing because, you know, that's our background, right? And I love, I love marketing. And so a lot of people focus on the whole presentation and no doubt you got to map that in and dial in and get that message. But there's a lot of things, Seth, that you can do beforehand to influence. And then there's a lot of things you can do after as well to really get the results that, you know, we all want. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to go back in time a little bit for our viewers who, and listeners and subscribers who might have been under a rock and don't know um, your amazing story. How did you get into the presenting business? Oh, gosh, you're going to make me tell this one, huh? So I actually shouldn't be here today, meaning like I didn't want to do this. Like I have the story of being in school and having to take this class called public speaking. Like there was no way around in order for me to graduate, make the parents happy, proceed in life. There was this one class standing in my way, public speaking. So I go to it and I remember being in, in that part of uh, campus and I remember going into that room. There was 300 kids, stadium seating, you know, just like you would go see at a play. And so I'm in that room and the professor walks out and he proceeds to say, listen, you're going to have to give 10 talks. Three talks are going to be in front of 300 people. And then the seven talks you'll do whenever and in smaller groups. And I say, whoa. And I look around thinking like, does anyone else care about this? And so I bail, I leave the room and like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to get a smaller room. Maybe I can do this virtually, you know, because they were starting to do those virtual classes at the time. And so I'm thinking I got to find a smaller room, which is funny because nowadays we want a big room of 
qualified prospects. Uh, but yeah, at the time I was so afraid. And so I signed up for that class again, find myself in that same part of campus. It's the same room. It's the same pitch, 10 talks. And so I'd like to tell you, Seth, in that moment, like I conquered my fear and I went out and I did it. And that's my motivational story, but it's not. And so what ended up happening was I got so paralyzed by fear, I retreated again. And so I think it's it's funny because I worked harder, I believe, on getting out of this class. And so I started talking to people. I went to the library. I read the student handbook and I found the loophole. The loophole said, listen, if you would, uh, if you took this class in high school, you could get out of it if you got your teacher to write a note. And fortunately for me, I took the class. I was actually chasing a girl. And so it didn't work out with the girl, but thank goodness I took the class. And so I got the teacher to write the note and uh, I got out of, out of public speaking. And so it's funny because now I wrote a book on public speaking and presentations and uh, have a company that teaches people how to do so. And so the, the real answer to your story is I was forced to do it. So after that, Dave, my partner said, listen, you need to get up and cover for me. I'm closing on my condo. And so um, I told him the same story I just shared with you. And he's like, I don't care. You have to do it or you're out of a job. And I said, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> so I did it. And, um, you know, all the fear was running through my head. And so I did it. And what I came to find out is um, you didn't die. I didn't die. And the people in the audience, um, they treated me with respect. Now I've got a baby face. And so if you ever look at my picture online, imagine me 10 years ago, I probably looked like 12. And so I thought no one would take me seriously. I thought no one was going to buy what we were offering. And I just thought the world was going to fall apart. And it didn't. And people were excited because I had information they didn't have. And they bought stuff. And I was like, whoa. So if I just get in front of a room, I can sell one to many. And I can persuade and I can influence. And I can charge a whole lot. And I can leverage. And so that's kind of my whole foray into the presentation world. Awesome. Incredible story. What are some of the biggest mistakes other than running out of the room that <laughs> you see entrepreneurs making who want to speak or sell from stage, whatever that platform might be? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest mistake I see or I know is not having the end in mind. So a lot of people, they want to sell a product or service, which is great. Good. Let's start backwards and let's start with your irresistible offer and reverse engineer your presentation to lead up to that. And I always tell this story, Seth. You know, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you've been to a live event or you've probably been on a webinar or two and you've probably encountered a speaker who was your friend and buddy, buddy. And then it gets to a point in the presentation when it's time to close and they wig out and they get, either get really mean or their voice drops a couple octaves because they're afraid. And so the reason why that occurs is because they didn't reverse engineer the whole presentation and let people know up front that there was something to buy. And so even if you're not selling something, you should always have an irresistible offer. You should be lead generating, you know, as Seth teaches. You should be setting appointments if you, you know, you can't sell in an environment. And so there always should be some sort of action that you call your audience to do. And people don't think of that. That is a writer downer, you know, <laughs> I read the book. Uh, you and I have been friends for years and when the teacher is read, when the student is ready, right? Sometimes you gotta hear it again, because it's funny, because I just did a webinar yesterday mm -hmm. and the week before, we had people buy and it was great. And I just, and we're getting more engagement from our audiences than we've ever gotten. And I just realized I didn't do the thing at the beginning. I forgot to do the, like if I deliver enough value, I'm gonna share with you, blah, blah, blah. And right. 
I freaking forgot that slide. So it's easy, you know, like we start doing it, you know, the thing what we say is sometimes when you tell your story, you just get so sick of it. If you tell it yes. enough times, you want to start to cut it out. You know, Dan talks right. a lot so about you just said the same thing when I said, how yes. did you get entertaining? You're like, I got to tell that story again. <laughs> thing, I'm like, do I really have to talk about making 300 cold calls a day and on me and all this begging yep. my wife, to let me borrow the money to hire Dan. And whenever we cut it out, we don't close as much. Yep. That's it. That's exactly right. So there's a formula. There's a process for sure. And in the book, obviously, we talk about the whole formula, go into detail, show examples, and it's mission critical if you want to get consistent results. If you don't care about that, then, you know, just go about how you're doing it. Right, exactly. Um, so you mentioned one, obviously, that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when trying to speak from stage or sell from stage. In the book, you talk about the difference between someone who wants to be a speaker mm -hmm. and someone who wants to actually sell from stage. Can you talk a little about that, that huge distinction? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and Seth, I'll, I'll talk about this too. You know, a lot of people think, you know, you say the word presentation and instantly what comes to mind is public speaking, but you know, Dan does a lot of talking about proactive, right? Infomercial. And so that is a presentation, right? Video sales letters, which you know about and you teach and, and use yourself. And so that's a presentation where you're not in front of a room, you're on a slide deck and you're talking over it. And so um, just keep in mind, presentations doesn't require you to always have to get in front of a room. You can do a webinar and, and automate it. But the idea of speaking just to speak and deliver content and value is, is one thing, but uh, we challenge that. And we say, every time you go out and speak and you're away from your family, if you do that, or you're doing a webinar late at night and away from your family, you ought to be offering something. And again, you don't always have to close and make a sale, but you ought to be offering something that leads people down your process, down your funnel, as they say nowadays. I think that is absolutely incredibly important and something that people overlook. Oh, they clapped. They loved it. People came up and told me I did a great job. Yeah, but did you make any money? You talk absolutely. about it in what you do. If what you do helps people, you have a moral obligation to get as many people to engage with you as possible. Now, you've trained some of the top speakers in the business, everybody from my co-host, Kevin Harrington, um, to Than Merrill, to Dean Graziosi, to Ted Thomas, to people in every niche we can imagine. Without putting you completely on the spot, what's been the <laughs> biggest transformation? What's been, the, what's been an example of someone where they had the biggest increase, most dramatic change in their business after implementing what they hired you guys for? Well, you know what I'd like to talk, uh, talk uh, there's a person that comes to mind in professional services. And so Dr. Jeremiah Joseph, and so he is a chiropractor, got a practice. He's down in uh, Sarasota, Florida, and he's doing these lunch and learns. And so he got exposed to this idea of, of doing presentations. And, you know, obviously he's a chiropractor. He's not selling information or some sort of coaching program. Like he's selling like a service, uh, you know, and fixing people. And so, um, you know, he has built a seven figure practice by doing lunch and learns. And so he does the old school. He finds a uh, local newspaper and he puts a FSI, a freestanding insert in there, advertises the dinner session at the steakhouse or the local restaurant that people know, like, and trust. And then he shows up, buys some dinner and he does his presentation. And so before, you know, he was kind of fumbling around and getting okay results. And so he would offer people a opportunity to come to his office and do a session on them. And so he wasn't trying to close on the actual treatment right there. He would do a two-step approach. And so before he was kind of getting piddly results. And then I got an email from him 
um, the last time he communicated with me and he was closing upwards of 80% of the room on the next step. So imagine walking to, you know, a lunch of 50 and you get 40 appointments of people that heard you talk, not just any appointment like, Hey, book my book appointment on my website. They heard him talk for an hour and a half, built rapport, um, showed case studies of how he's helping people with neuropathy. And now he's got, you know, 40 sessions every time he goes out and loads up his practice with folks. And so I, I'd like to share that example because it's real easy to talk about someone that closed a million dollars from stage, but you know, in the professional services niche, you know, you can use these client appreciation of these lunch and learns to, you know, really transform your business. Yeah, 80% is unheard of. And that's a real regular bricks and mortar business as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, some of the internet marketers you work with that do a product launch and have 50 affiliates and make a million dollars. But the normal regular entrepreneur goes, that's great for them. Yep. But I'm not Mike Keenix. Right. You know, I'm just a regular chiropractor, doctor, lawyer guy. I can't do that. So the fact that you shared that example and it's working in a real business. Yep as opposed to the airy internet marketing world we play in. Yeah. Uh, I got much more I, concrete. I got another one that's interesting is franchise. And so um, Iron Tribe, you know, those guys, yep, uh, yep. Iron Tribe. So here was their scenario. You know, you know, they, you can't sell a franchise from the stage. You know, you got to go through legal documentation. They got a high end place, UPC documents and yeah you know, all that stuff. So, you know, here's what they're doing with presentation. So they had a sales guy, their chief sales guy, and he was having these conversations with unqualified people and, you know, just spinning the wheels. And so what they leverage is this idea of the automated webinar. So they recorded a presentation and, and this is what's unique. The founder, Forrest actually recorded the presentation. So now when you come to their website and you're interested, you actually get a message from the founder instead of the sales guy. And so they register for an automated webinar and they watch it. And the whole thing is a qualification process so that if you are interested and you meet the qualification, you have the money, you have the willingness to do it, you fit their criteria, then you apply to talk to their sales guy. And so now he only talks to qualified people that actually want to move forward. And this whole sales process is a lot easier because they heard the message direct from the founder and they're excited about this opportunity. And so now, I mean, they're on a tear selling franchises all across the United States, leveraging this idea. And so that's one of the more uncommon uh, or I would say unusual examples because a lot of people want to talk about selling the, the info product or the course from stage but um, so many different businesses can use this concept of powerful presentations. That is a really great story. I didn't know you were working with Iron Tribe so that's awesome. I've known those guys forever. What are um, why don't people do it? Why don't people why don't people think that hey I could do this? I think fear, you know, Seth, you know, that, that, that saying is uh, people would rather die than get up in front of others, that, that statistic. But I got one even better than that. There's a new statistic I invented, and it's this. <laughs> people, would rather, people would rather die than to get up in front of others and actually sell something. And so I think fear asking for money in front of a large group, because that's the ultimate rejection. You know, doing it one-on-one, -on -one, no one sees the no, right? You just feel it. But you do it in front of a room and ask for money, you get 100 no's and, and that hurts. That hurts a lot. And so I think fear prevents people uh, from doing it. And so, you know, how do you overcome that? Or why should you want to get off your butt and, and do something about it? And the reason why is this concept that, you know, Dan popularized, one-to-many. And so why sit down with one-on-one -on -one appointments and and, you know, kill yourself doing it when you can do it and get a whole bunch of people in the room and deliver the message that 
way. And so I think fear uh, keeps people away. And then also too, they don't want to come off as salesy. And so yes, everyone's had that bad car salesman experience in their head and they feel like they got, you know, taken to the cleaners and they just feel icky. And so you don't have to be that guy or that gal. You can do it in a way where if you put the right people in a room and you deliver a powerful message, a presentation, you get people excited to buy and they thank you for it. And so I think a lot of people think of the car salesman and that prevents them from wanting to move forward. Absolutely. I, 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 I like that you invented your own statistic. That, that is good. There's Mark, <laughs> Mark Twain said that lies, lies, damn lies and statistics. So that's awesome. I honestly don't think you should have written the book uh, because there's way too much material in it for it to be sold for 20 or 30 bucks on the shelves at Barnes and Noble. You could have easily charged thousands and thousands of dollars as an info product, which you already have. Sure. Uh, so for our folks who want to get the book, want to make their presentations more powerful, want to convert more, convert better, do a better job growing their business, where is the best place for them to go get your book? All right, made it easy. Nobspresentations.com, nobspresentations.com. And Seth, since you mentioned it, yes, the book is amazing. We did pack you know, our best stuff in there, but I couldn't put everything in there, like videos and templates and you know, tools and resources to make your life easy. So make sure when you go there and you buy the book from Amazon or Barnes & Noble, your favorite retailer, go back to the site and collect all the bonuses there. And for those of you that are uh, smart and savvy, you'll look at the multiple uh, bonus offers. And so what I mean by that is when you buy multiple copies of the book, I've got all sorts of bonuses because I am extremely motivated to move a lot of books and please Dan and please the publisher. And so, you know, Seth had mentioned coming down to some of our programs and workshops that we charge, uh, you know, a good deal for. And so because I'm motivated to move a lot of books, you'll find some amazing deals and offers there. And you'll get what Seth didn't get is a whole bunch of books that you can give to clients um, and to use as bonuses and gifts and materials. And so uh, if you're looking for a great deal and some amazing value, be sure to check that out on nobspresentations.com. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know you have your second baby on the way is going to be arriving any day soon. So we appreciate you squeezing us in. Congratulations in advance on that. And we hope your wife has an easy pregnancy. <laughs> nobspresentations.com. Dustin, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, thanks. It has been awesome and a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>